Welcome to the Together for Good podcast, a podcast specifically designed to inspire, challenge, and uplift you during your daily walk of faith. We're continuing with our podcast series of interviews where I'm sitting down with different project leads uh, for our upcoming Be the Blessing event. This week, I'm sitting down with Anya Ose, who's a longtime member here at Bethany. She grew up here um, and now continues to work with our high school ministry in a variety of ways. But she also is our contact and our connection point with an organization called Extreme Community Makeover. Anya has been involved with this group since uh, Be the Blessing event of the past. And so she's now our contact and lead to help get us organized for that big Be the Blessing event on October 21st. Even if you're not in the Denver area and you can't volunteer at Extreme Community Makeover that day, I really encourage you to keep listening. My conversation with Anya is really great as she kind of talks about the incredible work that this organization does, as well as the ways that she's been encouraged in her own faith by being involved with this organization for so many years. So it's a great conversation. Anya is just a delight to talk with. I really hope you enjoy the conversation. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Together for Good podcast. I'm sitting here in my office with Anya Os. Anya, say hello. Hi. Anya is a part of an ongoing series here on the podcast where I'm bringing in people who are a part of our upcoming Be the Blessing event at Bethany. On October 21st, we're going to be sending people out to five different organizations that Bethany supports, and we're going to be having an opportunity to be the blessing, to give back to the community in a variety of ways. So, Anya, before we get to you kind of talking about what we'll be doing on the 21st, uh, tell us a little about, about yourself. What's your story? Who are you? Yeah, so my name is Anya Ose. I've been a member of Bethany for a very long time. I was confirmed here, but before that, I actually went to preschool here, so oh I've uh, been around. Um, I am an elementary special education teacher, and yeah. And you recently bought a house? Correct. And you love shopping at thrift stores? All true. <laughs> and Anya also is really involved in our pub theology young adult group here at Bethany. And you've helped out with high school ministry here. Yep. And the organization that you're involved with is? Extreme Community Makeover. Awesome. Extreme Community Makeover. So this is one of the organizations we will be sending people out to on October 21st. But for, like, Anya, just tell us a little bit about... Right, like extreme community makeover. I'm getting pictures of shows on TLC where yep. people get their makeup done, but I'm guessing that's not what we're talking about. No, that would be really fun. Bummer. Though, but that's <laughs> not what we're doing. So, extreme community makeover is a local nonprofit uh, that does outdoor neighborhood and home improvement projects in eight neighborhoods, primarily in North Denver. Let's see if I can list them off the top of my head. All right. Ready? Um, Westwood, West Colfax, Villa Park, uh, Globeville, Elyria, Swansea. La Alma Lincoln Park and Barnum are our eight neighborhoods. You did it. Way to go. Yep. Um, so we mainly do two types of projects. Um, we do the Adopt-A-Block project where we go neighbor to neighbor and see what kind of yard work primarily that they need done at their house. We also do alley cleanup project and then also school and park cleanup projects. Awesome. And do you have a sense, I mean, having worked with this organization for a little while, what's kind of, do, do you have a sense of the philosophy behind it? But, yes. Right, like they're going block by block like this. Tell us a little more yeah. about that. So ECM is really into um, connecting neighbors to each other. Mm. Um, a lot of the residents that we help out are older and um, have kind of lost that connection to the community. Um, in recent years, it's become a lot about 
helping out people who are experiencing gentrification and are kind of getting, feel like they're getting pushed out of their own neighborhoods that them and their families have been a part of for a really, really long right. time. That um, these new businesses and like new big houses are coming in and taking over. Um, so kind of helping out some of those older residents to feel like they still belong, um, meet some of their new neighbors maybe, meet some other members of the community um, and kind of just take pride in what they have. Absolutely. One, and I like the idea of going, the, right, you're able to name eight neighborhoods and you can think about when you, when you focus your efforts to a block like that, just what a change that can bring if, right, like all the lawns on the block look really nice yeah. right and cleaned up that has a different perspective in terms of how you think about it right yeah yeah it's a lot about um those neighborhood connections and my first time volunteering with ecm was through bethany with be the blessing um oh, wow. and one of the first projects we did i don't know if it was the first year or not we helped a lady build a ramp she was recently um put in a wheelchair oh wow for the yeah. first time and her neighbors didn't know and they were like, what's going on over here? And they came over and they met her and they were like, oh, we'll like set up a schedule for when we're going to mow your lawn and I'm going to help you get groceries and I'm going to drive you here. And that was just, it was really illustrating that community aspect of things. Yeah, I love that too. I mean, I just read, I read a book this summer um, written by two Denver pastors actually. And it's called The Art of Neighboring. And it was really cool because they, they were a part of some community group and the, and the mayor of their town, I think they were in Arvada, um, the mayor is like, hey, what if the churches really helped to push like, their communities to care for their neighbors? And the pastors are like super embarrassed and like, why did it take the mayor to ask us to love our neighbors? <laughs> um, but then they go on and talk about it, like how, what, a, what a revelatory thing it can be when neighbors know each other's name and when you care about one another and know each other's stories, how that is, right, like the leaven that can change entire facets and parts of the city. Yeah. Uh, have you, like in your time, well, how, how long have you been working with ECM? Long time. Um, so I first became involved in ECM during the first Be the Blessing, and then I volunteered with them every year after that. Um, and then when I was in college, senior year in 2019, I needed an internship. And I reached out to Angela, the executive director, and asked if I could be her intern. Um, and nice. I helped out making promotional materials, um, but then also conducting interviews um, with members of the community, like Norma from Westwood Unidos. Um, and then I also organized their fundraiser, and I made a big map of all the neighborhoods that we help out in. Wow. Um, and helped communicate with some of the different organizations that are consistently partnering. And then from there, I joined the communications team, which is one of 10 extreme teams, uh, which is volunteers who volunteer like at least three times a year. Um, and then the last few years, I've been the head of that team. What, uh, what makes the work extreme? Um, <laughs> I think really it's just, it's kind of become a radical idea okay. yeah, for a group hey. of people uh -huh. to get together and go, hey, we're going to do this big project together. And you'll get a day where it's like a real estate company is going to be taking on this one project and like the Regis Boys football team is doing this project. And then like St. Andrew's Methodist Church is doing this project. And we're all going to come together cool. in this neighborhood and like fix it up and eat lunch together and meet the residents. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's really what makes it extreme. extreme. Yeah. yeah, also super trendy. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, in your so in your work over the years, you said right that you started working with this during the first "Be the Blessing," and you and I aren't I think exactly it's sure. 2013, 2012, 2013. Somewhere, somewhere in there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We this was an event we did at Bethany in years past, and it's been gone for a couple years and now coming back. But that's where you first started. So ten years or so, it something seems. like that. Yeah. Um, do you do you have any stories from that time or things that you've seen, like the impact of this work, anything you're really proud of? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Um, there's residents that we see every year mm -hmm. that I've gotten to know and hang out with. Um, there's been a few people that you meet that have lived in the same house their whole lives and they're in their 90s. Wow. Um, yeah, there's a guy named Robert that we met, and he's originally from Germany and moved to Globeville in, like, the 20s. And has lived oh there gosh. his whole life. Like, his parents lived there. Yeah. Um, one time we were cleaning up a park. This was a few years ago. And a lady, this older lady, crosses the street, and she came over to our group of kids who were volunteering. She was like, hey, thanks for cleaning up my park. And they didn't really think anything of it. And they were like, yeah, no problem. And later she came up and found us, and she was like, you see this sign? This park is named after me. No she way. She was one of the people who, like, originally founded that area of the neighborhood and was a teacher in the community. Wow. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, of cool things No like kidding. That. Well, and I think about the 90-year-old man you're talking about who's been there his whole, you know, I'm sure that some of ECM's work allows people to stay in their homes, yes. right? Right. Like if you're 90, you probably can't maintain it as well as you would like to or as well as you used to. And so groups like this can come in and allow people to stay in their space. Yeah. And we know, right, like how important home is for people, especially when yeah. you've been there a long time. And one of the houses that we're going to be going to on the 21st is a resident that we volunteered with before who needs a lot of help with yard work. Mm -hmm. um, so Bethany is going to be one of the groups going to his house and helping clean that up before it starts to snow. Before, right. And hopefully it doesn't <laughs> snow on the 21st. 21st. Yeah. yeah, it very well could snow the day before. Uh, <laughs> well, talk to me too. One of the things that we always like to think about, especially here on the podcast, is the ways, you know, all these different things that we do, how it impacts our life of faith. And so I'm wondering if you have any thoughts on that, having done this for 10 years. Um, how has it impacted your life of faith? Where do you see the connection between this? Yeah. I think the really big thing for me about faith is that church feels like the last place, at least that I can think of, where people of all different generations can come together and talk about real things. Mm. It seems like in a lot of other places, you're not able to talk about things that really matter. It's all those surface level things. And then I found that connection through ECM as well. And it's helped to build my understanding of faith and the way that you know, people connect with each other. My faith is really interpersonal yeah. um, related. And so seeing people who, ECM is not a Christian organization, not a primarily Christian organization. Mm -hmm. You get people of all different religions, all different backgrounds, and they come together for this common goal that is very like biblical, helping your neighbor. Right. Um, and yeah. you, you do the thing because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. I love that. No, that makes a ton of sense. And it's, it's nice, too. It's such a, it's so tangible. Yes. Um, and often I think faith can just, especially for me, I get so caught up in, in thinking big ideas and, like, writing pretty sermons. 
um, but going and cleaning up a neighborhood, right? right? Like you can look at that park and it's different than before. Yeah. And I think there's something really beautiful and important about that too, of just like seeing the work accomplished as well. Yeah. Well, and you can hear, you can say, you know, love your neighbor, but actually doing it is a whole other thing. I have a friend um, in middle school who would say, you know, going to church makes you a Christian the same way that standing in a garage could make you a car. <laughs> you got to like show people. Yeah. You got to do certain things to be a car and you got to do certain things to be a Christian. That's so good. No, that's awesome. I really love that. Well, yeah. And so that's right. I think that's part of what Be the Blessing is designed to do is to give us these really tangible opportunities to go out and, and we do it all at once. So it really feels like this big, you know, exciting event. Um, can you tell us a little bit about because you've been involved, I've never done a Be the Blessing because right. it, it was it hasn't been happening since I've been here. What's that day like? Yeah, so in years past, we used to cancel church completely, and everyone would go do something. Right. And I don't know. I feel like there were like thirty partners. Wow. So we'd have people going up to Rainbow Trail and Sky Ranch and helping at the camps. Oh, we'd wow. have like a habitat build, and then we'd have things that happened here at the church for people who maybe still wanted to come to church or like couldn't go out and pull weeds in someone's yard mm -hmm, or like mm -hmm. clean graffiti in an alley. Um, so like writing letters for Project Angel Heart, we would do like a diaper drive. We would go to the grocery stores and do a food collection for Metro Caring. Wow. Um, and Bethany being such a big community, there's a lot of connections yeah. to different nonprofits. So people were able to use those connections and get everyone out into the community in our matching shirts, which were oh, of course. obnoxious colors usually. <laughs> there was one that was like a barf green, there's a highlighter yellow one. Oh, I'm sure you blue. still have them all too. I do, yeah. yeah. Um, they all have holes in them, <laughs> paint on them. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned it too. I, I should mention the piece I do know, we're no longer doing it on a Sunday morning and canceling church because yes. what we learned from our partners was that they didn't... It's really hard to do it on a Sunday. It's really hard to do it on a Sunday, which is why this is Saturday, October 21st, yeah. that that's happening. It's, we wanted to be better partners with our, you know, our partners in those ways. So tell us too, specifically, you mentioned it briefly, what, yes. will, what might people be doing if they sign up to help with Extreme Community Makeover on the 21st? Yes. So it's pretty fortuitous. The October 21st um, date is actually ECM's last work day for the year. Because it's going to snow. Because it's going to snow. <laughs> so it's wrapping up the season. So we do know some of the projects. Um, but generally, that last workday of the year, we get a lot of fra frantic last-minute phone calls from people. Oh, wow. And they're like, can you come back and do this one thing at my house? So we know that we're going to be doing alley projects. And that will fluctuate depending on how many people sign up for the project. Um, we add those just block by block. Um, and then we're going to be for sure doing that one house project, helping with yard work. But I could definitely see us last minute getting placed at a few other houses or uh, on days of, especially a lot of the time you get people coming out and being like, I didn't know this was happening. Can you come like pick up the trash in my backyard? Wow. Um, so a lot of things like that. So there'll be alley cleanup and at least one house project. I really love that too, that the ECM is willing to allow um, 
the groups to respond to the to the needs yeah. that arise in the moment because I do think that that right, I'm sure that happens a lot where people don't realize the they don't know how to get on the list yeah, or they whatever didn't speak it is English or right yeah. right and so that that you can also still be flexible but I know you'll need a lot of people right yes yeah this yeah. is one that needs a lot of people to sign up so if you're interested and uh, able-bodied and ready yeah. to uh, yeah get dirty <laughs> getting things done possible. this is a good one for it. Uh, Anya, this is awesome. I really, I love um, this part uh, of the work that you do, like that this is such a thing that you're committed to and caring for uh, continually. Like it's such a good organization and it's really, it speaks to the type of person you are that you're so committed to continuing to love neighbors like this. Um, thanks for organizing and being a part of this. Any closing thoughts? I mean, I'm just really happy that Be the Blessing is gonna be happening again. And I'm hopeful that some of the younger generations can get out and start volunteering. One of the cool things about ECM is we don't have an age restriction. Oh, so cool. if you're like two years old and you want to come clean up some weeds and just like toddle around, that's totally fine. This is the project for you. That's awesome. Well, good a good note for our families too that this is a great thing that a whole family could do together as a way to serve and love neighbors. That's great. Uh, Anya, thanks for all that you do. Thanks for the person that you are. I really appreciate you taking time to be on the podcast. And to you, dear listener, thanks for listening. Stay in peace, everyone.